Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to another episode of Go Fox Yourself. I am your host, Mr. Fox, and as always, I will be offensive, unfiltered, and upfront. That being said, today's subject, if it ain't obvious, is going to be on the Supreme Court's decision that finally came out yesterday, and I would have done something on it yesterday, except I kind of wanted to wait a day and see what their results or reactions of this country were going to be. That being said, I'm not exactly surprised. Now, before I go any further, Anything I have to say here is strictly my opinion. I will support it with fact, but other than simply entertainment and my opinion, don't take anything I have to say here seriously. If you have a problem with what I have to say or you feel I am wrong, by all means, you can reach me at coffee718h at gmail.com. And leave an opinion of why you think I'm wrong. I honestly don't care if you sound like a complete idiot or if you make a rational uh, discussion out of it. Either way, don't care. I may respond. If it's rational, I'll respond to you. Either way, I'll still listen to you. That being said, I also don't pretend to be a journalist, a lawyer a doctor, or a scientist. Again, I will support everything that I have to say in terms of my opinion with fact. However, don't consider anything that I have to say as being a scientific fact or legal binding uh, statute, or for that matter, medical uh, medical fact as well. If you question it, dude, look it up. Look it up for yourself. I'm not doing this to basically sway any opinions. Part of it is you just talk about it, talk about it from my point of view as well as pretty much kind of throwing out there others' points of view as well. But... Um, Yeah, I'm not here to sway anybody. If anything, if you find anything that you question or find interesting, look it up yourself. It's part of uh, what you call free thinking, which, quite frankly, uh, this apparently is about, right? Freedom, freedom of choice. Choose to be enlightened. Quit being a dumbass. So, that all being said, at the end of this, if you felt like you were entertained or you liked what I had to say or if you didn't like what I said, I hit the subscribe button or whatever the hell. I don't care. Smash it. Push it. It's free. So, based off of the Supreme Court. Now, the history behind this, and I know I spoke about this with the Roe versus Wade spin, mainly because I honestly feel this whole thing is really nothing more than a distraction, which conveniently... Yesterday, Biden signed into law the new gun regulations that include a clear constitutional violation being those red flag laws that they're going to submit hundreds of millions of dollars to states that are for red flag laws. And 
If you listen to my previous podcast, I spoke of pre-crime from the story Minority Report by Philip K. Dick. And also, I spoke about why they were constitutionally a violation of our rights. Mainly because a red flag law states that for whatever reason, the police or whatever local authority can come in confiscate your guns without trial or due process which no due process and search uh, unreasonable search and seizures that's a violation of the constitution both the fourth and fifth amendment take your goddamn pick folks the reason that's important is because obviously the uproar of emotions from both sides i might add is a question of constitutional relevance here uh, as this whole thing took place, and we're talking about 1973 when the Roe v. Wade decision was started, technically, you can actually go before that with the Griswold versus Connecticut case in which uh, they stipulated that under the Fourth Amendment, a person has the right to privacy based on the interpretation of unreasonable search and seizures. And the case of Griswold versus Connecticut was about Connecticut pretty much charging Griswold with a crime for the use of contraception during an intimate moment within the privacy of the home. And Supreme Court decided, based on the interpretation of the Fourth Amendment, that it violated that right in terms of of privacy and that in itself was something that was piggybacked off of going into Roe versus Wade and this is kind of, I, I'm just saying this in the sense of trying to give you the feel of where this is all kind of came from and started at and where we are today now obviously in Roe versus Wade Roe versus Wade was clearly a bit different uh, I mean it pretty much gave us the uh, concept of what coat hangers can alternatively be used for. <clears throat> that being said, keep in mind, folks, the very person, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he was a big deal back in the day. In fact, he would later end up being against pro-choice, where he started off as a pro-choice supporter. He would later become pro-life, in creating a movie that is known as The Silent Scream, which actually depicts, or I should say documents, a live abortion from a sonogram point of view, that you can view the child as the abortion is taking place. So basically have front row seats to it, you know? So, this being said, Roe versus Wade, kind of piggybacked off of the decision made from Griswold versus Connecticut and then decided to go a step further by stating that the 14th Amendment, which was about uh, segregation and laws that were created by states to pretty much hinder specifically black people from having their own rights during the time of Reconstruction period. Now that being said, they would apply that law under the 14th Amendment as it was applied to with the Due Process Clause 
and the Equal Protection Clause. And under the Equal Protection Clause being that a person has the right to life, liberty, and property without any bias, uh, discrimination, you know, whatever. So basically, that is what they used as an interpretation of defining where a woman has the right to choose. And keep in mind, the Supreme Court never said necessarily that Roe versus Wade was about abortion, but rather the right for the woman to choose as being pro-choice. And this is a very careful twist of words that a lot of people need to consider because in this aspect, basically what they did was rather than looking for where abortion or the right to choose or right for a woman to choose to have an abortion is defined as a constitutional right, let alone a power that the government can basically delegate, they decided to use a loose interpretation of a 14th of the 14th Amendment to pretty much create that right. Now, the reason I say this and understand I am neither a pro-lifer or pro-choicer. I am your simple, cynical Catholic slash libertarian. Whatever you want to do, by all means, if it don't affect my life, I don't give a fuck. Do it. Have at it. You want to have an abortion? Have an abortion. You want to have 10? Go out there and have 10. Have a ball. It's not my life. I don't care. However, as being libertarian that I am, I also look at it as, okay, where is the argument truly valid? Now, before I get into that, let's go into a couple of reactions. I mean, as we basically saw all this crap come into play, well, of course, here's Biden's reaction. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Now, with Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. The White House... Folks, if it really was about, and I'm not saying that some abortions or that abortions aren't used for health issues, uh... I don't know if some people have actually heard about this, but there was, in fact, an American citizen who was vacationing in uh, one of the islands off of Malta. She had what was medically termed as a partial miscarriage. And due to the fact that it wasn't a full miscarriage, part of fetal tissue or part of the fetus was still up there and had to be removed other than for risk of infection. But because Malta does not believe in performing abortions, period, she had to be transferred over to another country to have the medical procedure performed. Now, clearly, on that case, that, that is obviously a matter 
of women's health. Uh, the child was pretty much partially miscarried. Uh, you're basically looking at, and I don't want to compare a miscarriage to an abortion, but in truth, it would be like somebody performing an abortion and leaving half the child up in there. It's not good. Really is not good. Um, there are other aspects as well, folks. Gestational diabetes. I mean, in truth, yes, I can see where abortions are warranted in the sense, and I say this from uh, looking at it at a medical point of view, that if the woman's health is in danger, well, of course, you want to basically perform whatever can save the mother because if she dies, the child is going to die anyways. So, I mean, even beyond medical sense here, we're also talking common sense, you know. But it's not necessarily a women's health issue. The, the situations that arise where women are going in for abortions for actual procedures in terms of their health at risk or life, you know, the pregnancy is, in a sense, uh, life-threatening. Those are very far and few between in comparison to the amount of people that are using it for contraception. Now, as I said before, I don't care. But, you know, call it what it is, folks. I mean, if it makes you feel better to look in the mirror to say that, well, I made a mistake, time to go in for a fucking, uh, you know, health checkup to have this freaking thing removed. I mean, if it makes you feel better to call it a health issue, whatever, whatever floats your boat, I really don't care. But uh, seriously, call it what it is, especially if you're trying to defend what you consider a right, which is not defined anywhere in there. Nowhere in the context of the Constitution does it actually say anything as to your right to having an abortion. So, and if you honestly think that putting restrictions on this right, as it was defined in 1973, is unconstitutional, well, then, let's see, the right of the people to keep and bear arms is clearly defined by the Second Amendment of the Constitution, Second clause, and I say that because the first clause is a well-regulated militia necessary for the security of the free state and the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And yet we have restrictions on the Second Amendment depending upon which state you live in. So, I mean, eat a dick is pretty much all I could say to you if you honestly think that it's unconstitutional for placing restrictions on this so-called right, which show me the amendment that actually states that it is. Now, aside from this, I also understand that rape is an issue. And the fact of the matter is, while in cases of women's health, which are, again, very far and few between, in terms of somebody actually going in for that very reason to have an abortion. In terms of rape, we are talking about such a minute figure that is so insignificant. We're not even really or barely even talking about a fraction of a percent. 
that are in fact performed by Planned Parenthood based off of rape, mainly because most rapists nowadays use condoms. And if you don't believe me, you can look up those numbers as well. In most cases of rape, condoms are used in order to hide the evidence that can pinpoint the person that committed the act to that crime. So in terms of rape, very few go in there. I mean, it's not like Planned Parenthood, you know, depends on rape victims to keep their freaking doors open. It's not like you call in and you hear them answer back with, Hey, welcome. Thank you for calling Planned Parenthood. You rape them and we scrape them. No, that's not how they work. Most of the calls that come in to basically set up an appointment for an abortion are primarily for contraceptive reasons because somebody made a mistake and now wants to correct that mistake. And again, like I said, I don't care. But if you're going to sit there and call it your constitutional right, you might want to know what your constitutional rights are. Now, again, here's Pelosi. I'm saying good morning, because it certainly is not one. This morning, the radical Supreme Court is eviscerating Americans' rights and endangering their health and safety. But the Congress will continue to act uh, to overcome this extremism and, extremism and protect the American people. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make their own reproductive health decisions. Because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers. With Roe and their attempt to destroy it, radical Republicans are charging ahead with their crusade to criminalize health freedom. In the Congress, be aware of this, the Republicans are plotting a nationwide abortion ban. They cannot be allowed to have a majority in the Congress to do that, but that's their goal. And if you read, and again, we're all studying all this, but if you read what is in the very clear, one of the justices had his own statement. It's about contraception, in vitro fertilization, family planning. That is all what will spring from their decision that they made today such a contradiction yeah folks such a contradiction I mean look at the words that she used eviscerate does she even know what the word means uh, folks she's dumbass let me explain why this is an attack this is not an attack on women's health the supreme court decided to simply overturn Roe versus Wade as they felt 
at least the six people that decided this felt that because there is no clear defining amendment defining the right of an abortion or any article or issue of power under the three powers of government according to the Constitution that delegates the power to make this sort of decision on the people according to the Tenth Amendment. If there is, or if the power is not delegated within this document referring to the Constitution, then the power is delegated to the states and the citizens therein to decide for themselves. That's all the Supreme Court did. They simply did their job, which is to interpret the law into its constitutional relevance. They didn't say you can't have an abortion. In fact, many states are still keeping abortions legal as they have been. Some states want to add restrictions. In the case that they were specifically looking at, it was directly at, uh, what was it? Oh, God damn it. Now, I totally forgot the name of the case, but basically it was over a situation that was taking place in Jackson, Mississippi. And it was primarily about the 15-week rule, which, in their belief, they decided not to make a judgment on it and turn it back to the state to decide. Tough shit. That happens all the time, folks. Just like with gun rights. Just like with freedom of speech. It fucking happens. Now, all of a sudden, every fucking woman that's pro-choice is popping out a bloody tampon over this shit. They did their fucking job, folks. Leave them alone. Now, I mean, it, it goes to show. I mean, I saw some uh, shit earlier about some asshole in L.A. who used a fucking homemade flamethrower on a fucking police line in L.A. It was basically a protest, supposedly, about their rights and totally turns on the cops with a makeshift flamethrower. I mean, this is how ridiculous these people are becoming right now. I mean, even to the point of just pretty much staying outside the freaking Supreme Court protesting. Now, I'm not going to go too far into that. I mean, obviously, you could have heard shit like we should choose our own destinies. Uh, really? I, you want to say this is about women's health, but here you are basically admitting to what you're truly using it for. You made a mistake and you want to correct it. Then there's, of course, the my body, my choice. I love this argument, folks, because again... I don't have to sit there and basically sound like a religious zealot because, honestly, I don't give a shit. Here's the thing, folks. If you remember grade school, 
there was a class called life science. And life science stated and defined life as being the moment a living organism can produce its own DNA. Now, for those of you who claim, and you know who the fuck I'm talking about because I know you assholes are out there with your environmentalist bullshit and all this other crap, like the COVID vaccine. Oh, you got to get the COVID vaccine because you can't deny the science. Well, let me smack you across the face with a huge dick of reality. In this case, a scientific dick of reality. According to medical science, it has already been proven at the moment that the egg is fertilized, it can produce its own DNA, thereby confirming that upon fertilization, that is now a life. Now, the interesting part is where it goes back to the constitutional question. Because, according to the 14th Amendment, as people that support the original decision of Roe versus Wade, and... I think there was another case, uh, Casey versus something. God, man, I always forget some of these things. There's so many of them. But regardless, according to the 14th Amendment and under the Equal Protection Clause, people wish to pretty much state that it is the very reason behind why that you can have an abortion. But... Here's the other problem. According to science, specifically medical science and grade school life science, that thing inside your womb is also a life. And the real question now comes to uh, comes comes through. Is that as well protected under the equal protection clause? Because technically and I'm only saying this as devil's advocate because, quite frankly, I love pissing people off even though I can give a shit what your opinion is one way or the other, <laughs> especially because I don't even really have an opinion on it. Oh, God, I love this shit. Anyways, the problem being is that as it is defined as a life, technically, because you are an American citizen, and it is of its own life, according to our citizenship laws. Again, even the citizenship clause under the 14th Amendment states, which is later reinforced within the uh, articles, that being it is born of an American citizen or under blood so lie, it doesn't even have to be born, but just the blood of an American citizen. It is also deemed by the Constitution an American citizen, thereby can be interpreted protected under the Equal Protection Clause, which uh, basically means eat a dick. Fuck you. You are wrong. And I say this because while looking at both sides of the argument, and yeah, I see problems with the other side of the argument as well with the pro-lifers. Mainly because on some of them where they claim that, oh no, rape should not be aborted. Except for the fact that, okay, this person 
has been denied their choice or freedom of or liberty to free will. They have been denied that. And regardless of what some people may think, and me being that I don't care one way or the other, if they want to have an abortion, let them. Seriously, let them. And I know there are some people that will have it and give it up for an adoption. I also know some people that would have it and actually look at that child as their very own and love it as their very own. Because even though they know that half of what helped create it was horrific to them, the other half is still them. I mean, I, but then again, I really don't care how you look at it. So, I see that, and then I also see the matter of women's health, such as that woman that was vacationing in Malta. There, there are cases like that, far and few between, but they do exist. But, in terms of the very aspect of the Constitution, this is something you may want to consider as to coming up with a rebuttal against, because... This one is clearly stated into the Constitution. However, what you wish to define as being your right to an abortion isn't defined anywhere in the Constitution other than an interpretation that was made by seven men in 1973. And yes, folks, for all you women out there that say no man has any right to tell you what you can and cannot do with your body, just remember, it was men who gave you that right that you believe exists in the Constitution. And it was also men who gave you the right to vote. Not to smack you with my dick, but you might want to start coming up with better and more updated arguments to your bullshit. Now, that being said... What they did was perfectly within their job. Now, I do know that Congress, primarily the Democrats, basically only the Democrats, are all talking about packing the House now. Or, I'm sorry, not packing the House, but packing the Supreme Court. And I know that there are some people who are going, yes, let's do it, let's do it. And I know some people are also saying, oh, fuck, now what are we going to do? Folks... You don't have to do shit. And for those of you who are actually thinking that Congress is going to be able to do it, think again. Here is the one defining problem to having Congress pack the court. And that is, they actually have to prove necessity. Now, I know some of you are probably going, well, that should be easy because the Supreme Court doesn't represent the majority opinion of the people. Problem is, <clears throat> the Supreme Court's existence doesn't depend on your bullshit opinion or my bullshit opinion. It is solely there to exist as an appointed position to interpret the Constitution and the relevance of existing laws in accordance with the Constitution. What you feel or think, no one gives a fuck. Least of all the Supreme Court. That's not their job. They don't represent you. They do not represent your opinion. The fact of the matter is, back during FDR era, 
Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And I say this because this is where the necessity clause came into effect. Now, before then, yes, the Supreme Court had been increased and decreased several times over, especially during the Civil War, so certain politicians can get shit passed without any obstruction by the Supreme Court as to its constitutionality. However, FDR encountered this same obstruction and as such went before Congress to threaten the Supreme Court by saying, you have the authority to pack the court. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court at that time challenged FDR and also challenged any initiative by Congress to pack the court in FDR's favor because basically what he was trying to do was pass the New Deal in a form that was not like the one that was eventually passed. But FDR originally did not want to compromise. Instead, he wanted to pass his New Deal and was willing to pack the court in order to do it, even though the court said it was unconstitutional at the original version of it. So the Chief Justice challenged it and proved to Congress, as well as everybody else in this country, that the Supreme Court, based off the number of judges that currently existed in the court, were fully capable of performing their constitutional duties and, as such, did not warrant any new positions on the bench. Congress agreed. And because of that agreement by Congress and that challenge by the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, there now exists what is known as the Necessity Clause. And while Congress may have the authority to add positions to the bench, they can't necessarily pack the court unless they can prove that the Supreme Court is incapable of performing their constitutional duties with the number that is currently in there. So for those of you who think that Congress is going to basically pack the courts, they can talk all the shit they want. But I guarantee you, Chief Justice Roberts and a number of those other conservative judges, as well as several senators, are probably going to come out and bring this up as soon as they start talking shit. But, uh, yeah. I, I honestly don't know what to say about this, uh, mainly because I don't have an opinion one way or the other as to Roe versus Wade. I know there are some women that are crying about it. I, you know, I, I saw Megan Rapinoe's uh, fucking reaction to it, which I, I apologize, folks. I don't mean fucking reaction. I saw her reaction on it. And um, I mean, I guess I can understand because she looks at it more as a woman's right. I mean, being a lesbian... I doubt very seriously she was looking at it from the concept of abortion itself, but rather the right to choose. And I'm all for a woman's right to choose in the sense of they have the free will as any other person to choose based off what they feel is best for them. However, from the standpoint of it being abortion and also in the sense of it being used as contraception. I have no sympathy. It's not that I'm against it. It's just that I don't have any sympathy. And you may ask why. It's because of the fact that you have condoms. You have 
uh, the morning after pill, the IUD, you know, in utero device that basically keeps you from getting pre- or supposed to keep you from being getting pregnant. You also have diaphragms, spermicides still exist. Uh, since the dawn of time, we've always had pulling out and s- still do. And there's also sterilization. I mean, in, in truth, and um, I know this is going to sound crude, but in terms of choice, um, whether you want them to come inside you or come in your face, I mean, that's basically where you base make your choice. And as with any other freedom, and in this case, choice, there's also a sense of responsibility that comes with it. And like I said, I have no sympathy. I really don't. Mainly because I don't see your argument as it being a constitutional right. Or I don't see the argument as it being a constitutional right. And yet, this is coming from an unbiased opinion. Uh, I just don't. And I have been saying this from day one. You might want to come up with a better argument. All power to you, man. If you want to go have one, go at it. But if you're honestly looking at it, just be a sacred right, an inalienable fundamental right of yours, you might want to come up with a uh, better argument. And you clearly did not. And this is where we are. Why? Because honestly... I can see it being based off of what I have read of the Constitution that it is, in fact, a state's rights decision to make. So, with really nothing left to say on the matter, I mean, tough shit. Now, that being said, I know some of my friends out there and some of my fans... Love some of my mockumentary type commercials, and I'm sorry I kind of laid back a little bit with them. But here's one to just spice up your weekend and have a good time. So, considering what liberals think of the capability of firearms and all some of the other stuff that's been going on, especially with the uh, Supreme Court's decision on concealed weapon carry... Uh, earlier this week and of course yesterday with the signing of the new gun bill or gun reform bill this one goes out to everybody who has an issue with guns and think my god we need to get rid of the second amendment yes folks we here at American Firepower believe that the Democrats' idiocracy of what they believe a gun is capable of doing should become reality. And folks, do we have a surprise for you. Yes, sir, we have taken the AR-15 and turned it into something magnificently glorious. We call it the M16000. Yes, folks, this gun... If you felt that a 223 wasn't enough, do not worry. Do not worry, because this gun only fires 50 caliber rounds at the rate of 10,000 rounds per minute. Yes, folks, we strap on a round hopper full of 9,000 rounds, 
And because we couldn't get that extra thousand rounds in there, we developed a hundred foot, 1,000 round magazine that goes right up the well and fires right out both barrels. Yes, folks, both barrels, not just one, but two. Now, if you honestly felt that that wasn't enough, that you wanted a military style weapon, well, folks, I am sorry to disappoint you because this will not be a military weapon. We refuse to sell this gun to the military due to the fact that this gun is to only be recognized as a civilian gun. As such, it will also be catered to basically be campaigned and advertised to both genders, being male and female, which is why aside from your basic blue steel and black carbonized versions, we also have the beautiful pink and rainbow sparkle version as well for her cute little day out. Now, for those of you who also want just more firepower than the 50 caliber round coming out that sucker, by all means, we got even more for you because we here at American Firepower believe that if we're going to develop a gun like the M16000, that it might as well go big or go home. So we stuck a launching device on that sucker. And before you think, my God, I got a 44-inch grenade launcher. No, you do not. This launching device is guaranteed to fire off a Trident missile armed with six nuclear warheads and land on Stockton or San Jose, California and shoot the holy shit out of it like the 4th of July. Yes, folks, the M16000. The M16000 because we care. Why? Because fuck you, that's why. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Go fox yourself, and don't forget to hit that like button or subscribe.